What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Music Mondays with Mazement podcast. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. For more information, go to MusicMondaysPodcast.com. In this episode, not only are we going to celebrate 50 episodes down, but we are also going to get into some of the latest news, cover some of the latest things going on in the music industry, also around the local music scene here in the New England area. And we are going to get into another Rise Up exclusive, this time with Corey Riemann, frontman of the Dilemma Band. And then we're going to close out this episode. Here it is. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Mondays with Mazement podcast. I am your host, Mazement, Mazement, Mazement. And here's a fact. Music Mondays, music facts. Pearl Jam's cover of Last Kiss only cost them $1,000 to record. Music Mondays, music facts. An interview with Dave Grohl surfaced recently. I got excited because obviously, like many others, I haven't seen him since the loss of drummer Taylor Hawkins. Turns out this interview was recorded before the passing of Taylor Hawkins, but it was still relieving to see him talk about music. He was also talking about his daughter, Violet Grohl, who's 16 and killing it as a musician as well. Got to check it out. I will provide a link in the comment section of this video on YouTube or on the audio version. From what I saw, MSNBC sat down and interviewed him and talked about historic collaborations that he's had that you should check out if you're a fan. If you're in the New England area or surrounding states, you would know that there's been a heat wave going on lately. Well, there also has been in other countries such as France, which Southwestern France is also experiencing wildfires, I believe due to this, don't quote me on that, but it also affected while we're on the topic of 90s rock, Eddie Vedder, who was performing with Pearl Jam, canceled their tour in Vienna due to vocal damage between the heat, the dust, the wildfires, the smoke from the wildfires, I should say. 
I'm sure it took a toll on his throat and voice and they had to cancel the show because of it. Hopefully he recovers. Sad to hear. If you didn't catch it in the news last year in February, Lady Gaga's dog walker was walking three of her dogs in Hollywood, I believe, and he was shot in the chest. Two of the three dogs were taken, I believe, or something like that, but unfortunately the dog walker, his name was Ryan Fisher, died from this gunshot wound. The dogs were later returned to a police station, but there was multiple people charged with this. You're probably wondering why you tell me about a news story that was years ago. Well, there's a point to this. So the point is this dude that shot him, not going to say any names here, but he just got released from prison accidentally. He was on like $3 million bail or something like that. And there was an administrative mistake. He was released. Now there's like a $5,000 reward to put him back in jail. Like, I think it should be a little bit more than that. So we got to get him back in because obviously he's dangerous. Very sad to hear. Hopefully he's detained soon and nobody is harmed. Epidemic Sound is filing a copyright infringement suit against Meta, which is Facebook, for using, I think it's over 1,800 of their songs within the past five years, unlicensed, without permission, and now they're suing. Unfortunately, it sounded like Facebook already knew about this, that they do, that they were doing it, and they were just trying to prolong it. Kind of sucks. This is what happens when you get a huge corporation with that much power. They just feel like they can't be touched. Hopefully, Epidemic Sound gets everything that they're asking for and more because this is a problem that we have going on within the industry right now. People are using music without licenses. It needs to happen. These musicians need to get paid for their hard work. Hopefully, we see it more. And hopefully, Epidemic Sound comes out on top of this situation. So like I said, 50 episodes down now. This is like 51, I think, if we're going like legit episodes without the bonuses, I believe. But 50 episodes in the book. Many people who are doing podcasts for four years and a few months would have more than 50 episodes. But since this podcast airs monthly, it's a little different. I'm proud of it. We've got 50 episodes down. If you look at the first episode compared to now, there's been a lot of progression within this podcast. I haven't even tackled everything I want to tackle with this podcast yet. I want to travel more and interview other people that are in the music industry and share their stories and share different things that will help you as a musician or just a fan. So stay tuned for more. I'm happy that we made it this far. I can't wait till episode 100. I'll definitely get something very special in store for that episode. But in the meantime, this is it. 50 episodes down. Thank you for supporting me so far. Sunset Fest is coming up. If you haven't been paying attention to what that is, it's a festival I'm co-hosting here in Connecticut. It's actually in Canaan, Connecticut. You can find more info for this festival at thesunsetfest.com. You could also find it on all the social media at the Sunset Fest. We've got four awesome acts performing at this festival. We have Riley Cotton, which is a folk duo kicking off this festival. We have Corey Reeman in the Dilemma Band, who you're going to see Corey in a little bit. You also met him on the episode back in 2018 when they first came on on an artist on call. Skylar Love, who was on a recent artist on call on here, is also coming up from PA to play. And we're going to close it out with Billy Bunce, who was in Divinity Low with me a few years back, which was a duo that we played together. So you got to come check this festival out. Sunset Fest, August 7th, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. We're starting small this year, but we got some big things in store for that day. Do not miss it. 
check it out. Canaan, Connecticut, thesunsetfest.com, at the Sunset Fest on all the social media handles. Rotella Resale is your premier collectibles, toys, and novelty retailer. Action figures and statues by Funko, NECA, DC, Marvel, and more. Diecast vehicles by First Gear, Diecast Masters, Greenlight, and those hard-to-find models. Rotella Resale offers Zippo lighters, rock t-shirts, and toys from all the major brands. All merchandise is brand new and ready to ship. Shop now and receive free shipping on every order. Enter promo code VIDEO at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Visit RotellaResale.com. That's R-O-T-E-L-L-A-R-E-S-A-L-E.com. That being said, I got another Rise Up exclusive in store for you here on this episode with Corey Riemann, frontman of the Dilemma Band. One special announcement, if you haven't noticed already, that we are doing is each segment that records with a guest is actually going to go live the Monday before the episode airs each month now. So technically, we're doing, I shouldn't say we're doing two podcast episodes because we're not, but you're going to see the segment a week ahead before it comes on the podcast when the whole podcast releases with it now on. So follow us on Twitch now, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook. Follow us wherever you see Music Mondays podcast at that handle. And we will be airing a week ahead of whatever segment we're going to include on the podcast. And then you'll get all the rest of this on the actual episode each week. If you think of anything, let me know at musicmondays at mazement.co. I appreciate all the support so far. And I hope that you enjoy seeing this live segment recorded every month as well. That being said, you know this segment has been recorded a week ahead now. So there were some camera malfunctions where there's they threw black backgrounds on us. I couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure out how to get rid of it. So live with it if you're watching this on YouTube or anywhere else. Otherwise, enjoy listening to this. If you're driving, listening to the audio, we had an awesome conversation, Corey Riemann and I, about what's going on with the band right now and their recent signing to my label. Here it is, an all new. Rise Up exclusive. We are here with Corey Riemann from the Dilemma Band, recently signed to the Rise Up Entertainment record label here. How you doing, Corey? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. Dude, it's been what, four years since you've been on this podcast originally, because originally you came on with a rendition of the Dilemma Band, which is where... I personally discovered you guys. Now, since then, how much has the band changed, would you say? I don't know. There was a plague. There was a plague, and I feel like things changed. I don't know if you were aware of this thing. There was this huge, I don't know, there was a giant lockdown, and then three years of craziness and pandemic and pandemonium and whatnot. And as, as seems to have been the course for 
many a thing and many an outlet in the world and many a facet. No, things just changed with it. The world changed. And with that, I think, you know, if something as vast as the world is going to change, I think a band can change as well. And I want to say for the better. Oh, I'd say so. Absolutely. You know, and I, over that time, you know, most bands suffered because they didn't get to go perform. They didn't, you know, like places locked down. You, did you see any sort of impact on that? Like we're used to playing live. Well, yeah, we were just, we knew that things had to be different because we also did not want to be the one thing you didn't want to be was the band that had an outbreak at your show. So we figured out how to do things safely. We figured out first, which events were safe. What wasn't safe? Things that were, you know, doing things the right way or parties that were not crazy where they told us, you know, listen, here's what's going on. Um, you know, if people wanted our Vax cards, we had them ready. People want us to wear a mask. It was, it's just like if you go to, you go to um, someone's house, they ask you to take your shoes off. You take your shoes off. <laughs> Pretty much. Put the mask on. We put the mask on. And we did that <laughs> during that. We played some weddings and some parties. And know what? I want to tell you that that's some of the most absolutely most artistically fulfilling stuff I've ever done because it was a whole new world. The party was almost like a a new parties were a new thing again and it was expressive and it was, there was a lot of joy that came from that. And we, and from, and during that time, weirdly enough, while there was so much hell and horrible, like, you know, there was chaos in the world there. It was nice to be one of the few moments of, you know, brief joy finding the times to do we got to play in um in a um, new britain on the um uh, in walnut park in the um the amphitheater there which is a gorgeous amphitheater and it was one of the first live music events we were at um we were at um stella blues in new haven oh, when wow. um for the first weekend that they were opened back up it was a wild time truly now out of all the places that you played whether it's a pandemic or over the years what was your favorite that you've ever played so far that I've ever played. Yeah. If you had to pick one, I know that's a tough question, but <laughs> that's a really tough question. Cause there's there so many places that are just like, I just love playing there in general. Like I will always tell you that, you know, the old well in Simsbury is just, I, I love being there, but the coolest place. Okay. This is a real, this is cool. Probably for a whole different reason. Uh, one time we got to play a wedding in the dinosaur hall of the Peabody Museum in New Haven. <laughs> That's kind of cool. That was, and you know, the cocktail hour was in the different rooms of the museum. So the guys in the band all split up and I'm playing in a gem room and someone's <laughs> playing in a room with taxidermy and like getting to do stuff like that is wild. Getting to, and then I have to say the coolest show though, absolutely coolest, coolest, like as far as just the rock and roll thing goes, Played at Watkins Glen two weeks ago oh, at yeah. the Graceway in front of ten thousand people. That's right. a that's an insane feeling. And when it's like you're looking and it does it doesn't look like it's that many people, but then you realize like oh oh no, there's a bear. Like when you're playing a show with a barrier, that's a, that's that's wild. Right. It's it's pretty crazy. Like I can't imagine what that must feel like to be up there, especially in front of ten thousand people. That I, mean, hasn't I, happened I will to me. say this. I was trying to get you to know. I did try to FaceTime you. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's it's crazy because I see the videos afterwards. I'm like, I should have made the trip to Watkins Glen, but that's for another conversation. You oh, know, no. You should have just at least picked up my FaceTime. 
<laughs> yeah, seriously. Well, the other thing, so while you're up on stage, you're looking into the crowd, you know, and at a lot of these places, I'm sure the crowds change. I'm sure the demographic changes depending on what the event is and all that. I'm sure of that. But if you had to say that you saw your biggest fan up in front of one of these crowds, what would that fan look like? Would it be a young kid or would it be an old, uh, like older adult? Like, what would you say That's your biggest fan would be? That is the weird thing. That is absolutely the weird thing with this music, like that that we're playing. Like on the one hand, our biggest fan could be somebody's mom or dad, and it can go either way. Like I love, you know, I love that. Like you know, Fleetwood Mac in Chicago, they're both two bands that can walk that line between mom rock and dad rock. Yeah. Um, and I love that end, but at the same time, you can also get you know waitresses in Pennsylvania who fall in love with the music too. So, you know, that's there. I don't know if there is a, if there is a definitive, your stereotypical dilemma fan. Yeah. No, that's very, it's, it's very true. Like by being around Human you guys usually has hearing. <laughs> yeah that that's like the guideline right it just it's so far human we haven't we haven't experienced anything for, uh, away from that you know far away from that not like and again if, if for all i'm not trying to discriminate against my non-sentient fans <laughs> um apolo- apologies to you if there's an awareness month i'll donate i was gonna say um, some of them are a little crazy but in a good way absolutely oh no, we, yeah, and, and it's fun we've had for like you know the last it's crazy for the last like over a decade of playing music. Yeah. No, you, you find out that you have some bands that show up to things and I, and they're still showing up to some of my shows. Right. Showed up when I was, a, when I was a kid and then all of a sudden they're still showing up. It's like, wow. Yeah. Been a yeah. while. No, that's very true. That's very true. And you know, in the past, your performances, your way of performing, the way you write, the way you sing, you've been compared and you've talked about, um, having the influences of like Paul McCartney or Springsteen and other influences, but what is it that influenced you to play the harmonica? The harmonica. So my uncle, when I was probably four years old, gave me a harmonica. And I also, I heard Paul Butterfield Hmm. and that was magical. And then I heard the Jay Giles band and Facebook censors, please don't shut me down because this is literally this guy's stage name. Their harmonica player was a dude named, and he's still alive, named Magic Dick. <laughs> um, and Magic Dick could do things with the harmonica. Magic Dick could blow and suck the harmonica like no one else could. Um, I don't know if you want to hear about Magic Dick blowing and sucking coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> on your show and i apologize for that but blame howard stern for that joke um, <laughs> oh but yeah no i heard that and the capable the possibilities of what someone can do with a harmonica was wild and then once you start playing harmonica um i guess in this day and age someone uh, i mean i i remember my father and all my father's friends being like Blues Traveler. You got to listen to Blues Traveler. And I love Blues Traveler. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Oh, my God. Oh, (laughs) my God. That that man, John Popper is something else. He's he he is, you know, if Butterfield was the Hendrix of harmonica, Popper is, you know, Eddie Van Halen. Right. Right. Yep. 
and let it be known that I do not advocate the standing of, or I'm not the biggest stand. I love Hendrix. I do. I don't, I cannot get behind him being the greatest of all time as far as the guitar goes. I think he was a better songwriter than he was a guitarist. Well, hot take. On that note, though, who would you say would be the best guitarist? The best guitarist? I mean, me personally, I always go Stevie Ray Vaughan because I haven't seen anything oh. that really tops him yet. But I mean, and, it and all I depends like on what brother, you're into. Am I allowed preference. to say Brother Dave? Hey, you know what, dude? <laughs> like, especially if it's a personal experience and I've witnessed it firsthand, like Brother Dave could definitely be a candidate in this category. Because I'm sorry, I think he blow. And again, I know that there's. I was literally talking about how I shouldn't say this at all, but I know there are purists who will be annoyed about my Stevie Ray Vaughan opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. But like, you know what? If I just shortlist off the top of my head the guys who I think get underrated and probably are better than most than everyone when they just. If I just had to quick answer, um, Jeff Beck. Oh my okay. god. Okay. Okay. Oh my. Listen. Listen. And. Again, I've always been a Clapton as God guy. I, I, I'll i admit it. I'll be there. But what there is no one who sounds like Jeff Beck other than Jeff Beck. Right. Oh, Jeff, he's very, very original. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. In love with that man's playing. He was one of those guys that I was like, you can do that with a guitar? <laughs> yeah. No, he, and he's also experimented with music in general so much over yeah. the years that it's like, Dude, what can't this dude do? <laughs> there is nothing. Right. There is Speak, nothing. Speaking of which, the song that you just released, Sweet Woman, you yes. played, you wrote the song, you played guitar on it. Yeah, I know you did some other layers because I was in the studio with you working on them. Tell me a little bit about that song. What motivated you to write that song and when? So I, that song is close to, no, no. Okay, that's not close to 10 years old because it was my senior year of high school. So we're not going to say that. Um, <laughs> um, but possibly within that, the close relative range of that, maybe. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I don't like that. Oh, I'm just having that kind of realization. Ew. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but no, and, and it's a very innocent song. It is. But, and and the, the, there are the, you know, there, there are the people who bring out that, that, that that's that cute side of you the one for lack of a better term the the one that just kind of makes you just smile and gush and just like uh, just turn into a, the, the the ones who just turn you into a nerd because they're just so nice because <laughs> they're, they're sweet that's that's where this song comes from hmm. that place in your heart there's a you know and i and again every song i know has definitely you know has some kind of personal seed that goes into it but a lot of when i write i don't want to write something that's specifically what i did what is this is something i think this is something i do because songs get heard by multiple people right and i would rather take my experience and find kind of the fundamentals what is it that what is it with my experience that everyone can get behind what is it about my experience that's empathetic to everybody. Right. So, well, and it's, it's also, it's an old memory that stuck with you, you know, and it's an old feeling in a way, you know, because yeah. you, you still, you could, 
you've probably, I mean, and it, people that listen to this song have probably had numerous instances when this happened to them, you know, different uh, occurrences where they thought of somebody that they, that was really sweet to them or something and hung, like a crush, you know, and it I happens. Had, I had a wonderful moment with this. So I had, I had a friend, she, she's wonderful. Um, Sarah Walters. She's a friend of mine who she heard that song when I first wrote it. She was one of the first people I showed it to. And when she saw that that song was finally coming out, she freaked out. <laughs> she freaked out. She, uh, and she's like, I, I'm like, she's like, I've mentioned this song to people. I'm like, really? <laughs> she's like, I remember when you wrote this. I loved it. Then I mention it all the time. I'm like, insane. This right. is crazy. So Sarah, if you're listening, if you hear this, thank you. Thank you. That made my day that day. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, and it's cool. Cause, and that is the fun, so, t- th- the fun thing about releasing a song so long after writing it that is kind of fun and it's also it's also it's also evolved with your talent over the years too if you think about it because when you wrote that um let's just hypothetically say it was a decade ago a decade ago you had nowhere near the skill set you have now you know, so I also hadn't had the life experience that I see. Had. So it's also so you have pain in there too. Some pain. You also have some like real freaking uh, feeling in it. I guess you could say that you could hear in your singing on it. And that's a great point. The thing though and, is, the song "Sweet Woman" you would have released ten years ago wouldn't have sounded as nearly as good as it does now. And I think you you, you led me to kind of a, a thought that I literally just had here. It's like even if I had recorded literally the same song, yeah. contextually speaking, I think it would have been audible. Yeah. It would have come off as bubblegum. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I could see that. And, like, uh, yeah. And maybe at the time, maybe at the time it was a little bit bubblegum. Oh, sweet woman. Can I yeah. tell you what's wrong? But then like those same words, those are, that's there, there can be more to it. it where like it, it's, and I, I, I've, I, I've ripped on myself on some songs I've written in the past where I'm like, and I'm thinking about it even literally now, like maybe I, maybe they deserve a reevaluation because maybe what I thought, it's funny, what I thought was so immature then might have act, might actually be a little more meaningful. What's the Bob Dylan lyric? I was so much older then, I'm younger than that now. <laughs> well, and the funny thing about it is it's like, so coincidental how these things work it's like the whole universe and how it works because you released it ironically coincidentally in a time where women women are extremely underappreciated so it's like when it when it comes out you had this meaning for it but it has a whole nother meaning to people that hear especially women because it's like oh my god this song's actually about appreciating women and it just ironically came out at a vulnerable time well yeah and uh, and again it was it, it, it there was something wild about that all going on. And I certainly, I would never, you know, I never want to exploit something that I was doing with this, but that being said on the, quite the other end. Yeah. Um, if you're giving me a, a moment here, um, think about the people in your lives. Think about um, the people who, who you love and the individual things and choices that need to be made. And with that, keep your, keep your choices, whether it be through your, your ballot or your wallet. Um, keep those in mind. I'm not going to say what to do, but keep those keep those things in mind and the options that you have with your ballot and your wallet. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And that being said, you know, you and I know what the song sounds like more than anybody else because we listen to it a thousand times in the studio um, over and over. But who should listen to the song that hasn't already? Who would you recommend it to? I think I think it's again, it, it, it is there's there is something very it's a very it is an innocent song. But with that, it is very, you know, it's a reassuring song. So I think, you know, there's, you know, I think the guy who wants to ask the girl out, that's there's your reassurance. I think there's a there's the reassurance for the for the woman who's listening to it, who's saying, like, you know, you deserve you deserve better than certain people. You deserve yeah. you deserve to be held in a certain regard. I I don't and maybe it's cliche and maybe it's the easy way out. I don't see someone who shouldn't listen to it. There's no what there's nothing offensive to it. There's nothing that someone who does who doesn't or who likes certain music won't like about it. Not for nothing. Have you listened to the beginning of Nothing Else Matters by Metallica? They were, that's not exactly the, <laughs> the da, 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 da. There, there's something for everyone there. And I right. think the array, it, it it's fun. It was fun getting to put that song together. The string arrangements that um, Cody Lord did were phenomenal. Um, getting to work with um, Joanna um, with the vocals, that was incredibly fun. It was it was a nice time. I will say it was pretty powerful being in the... I wasn't in the studio with Joanna, so I can't say anything about her. But um, when Cody Lord was there and he came in to lay down the violin layers. It was so crazy. It was like magic, like watching all these layers just come together right before you. Cause it was a lot of it was improvised just to see how it was going to sound. And it ended up sticking, you know, it was all natural. It all happened right on the spot. It's not like we had to do a thousand takes of all these different uh, instruments, which was the craziest thing. Cause that's what I'm used to, you know, with other bands, you know, but you guys pretty much got it right down. Um, and it sounded amazing. And I agree with you. Like it's universal. Anybody can listen to it and find some sort of meaning behind it, especially romantic wise, or just if you're chilling out, wanting to hear a calm song, it has that vibe too. Now you have this going on. You have the sweet summer tour going on. Anybody can find information on this at the dilemma What are some things that you are looking forward to right now? What am I looking forward to? We're getting to play some, we're playing in some, oh boy. Still there? There I Yeah, am. I'm good. Very good. Cool. Um, what am I looking forward to? We're playing some cool places throughout the summer. We were actually just talking this afternoon. We're going to get to play at the, the Eisenhower house in, um, in um, Newport, Rhode Island. That's where Dwight Eisenhower used to, when he was the Supreme commander of the allied forces, when he was in the United States, that was his headquarters. Now they have weddings there. <laughs> what a turn he play, he helped play, <laughs> part of part of the planning of d-day was done in this house and now there's weddings there <laughs> um uh, it's also on a a fort that was being used since like you know barely after the colonial america so like that's pretty cool i know it's not fort adams and again if you get the chance to be in newport that's great but we get to do all these um the bike and beer tour dates like this yeah. weekend oh this weekend's gonna be fun we're going to be in New Hampshire doing a twofer. We're doing two shows on Saturday. In the morning, we're going to be doing the bike and beer show, um, bike and beer tour at Smutty Nose Brewery in Hampton, New Hampshire. Oh wow! Um, that is a that's going to be a great time. Every time we get to go, there's like a thousand people there. And if you want, there are still tickets, I believe, available. Um, if you want to just show up for the after party, which we play at, there is a code dilemma. Literally, just dilemma. 
you get your after party pass and then we will be at the live free or die tattoo festival <laughs> and it's going to be so funny when the probably going to end up being shirtless front man has no tattoos <laughs> my parents never ever had to worry about me getting tattoos <laughs> earrings or doing heroin i am afraid of needles <laughs> i hate needles <laughs> you're like the most innocent rock star ever i swear like <laughs> i had when i wrote ice cold rain my song when i was in the hospital i was like i'm hopefully hopefully never gonna have an, an opportunity to write while you know under the you know the spell of an opioid i was on morphine i'm like right. this is my one opportunity to have a keith richards moment right like i'm like i need to find these you know and maybe that's maybe there's something more beautiful, sacred, and like you know wholesome to that. Possibly about like you know not being a junkie and having your junkie song. <laughs> but there was a difference, though. You, it's not like you were recreationally taking. You actually needed the morphine yeah. in the case, you know. So it is. Yeah, different. I was actually. I I remember literally asking, "Hi, can I not take this?" And they're like, <laughs> "You're." you have a tube in your side and you're still in your bed in the fetal position. You need to be on something. Seriously. Absolutely. Especially in that case. And the bright side to it is that's a song that I'm not going to, I don't want to give anything away, but it could be re-released someday. It might be. It, we just can't say any more than that. That's all. I can well, say. Yeah, no, it, 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 it could, it could deserve some, 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 some reevaluation in the studio again. And again, I think it would still feature, Keith Burwood and the the ambient guitar work that he did on that phenomenal. Heck yeah, he he he, he does the story some of the storytelling for me. Hmm. There's oh with the guitar. Want, yeah, you you want oh, a fun yeah. little, you want a fun little thing about that? Yeah, yeah. So that is literally two guitar solos. Oh, is it really? Were, oh yeah, and they're they're and they're playing at the exact same time in the complete opposite ends in stereo. Because what you're what you're coming out of that second verse, which is kind of about the 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 dichotomy, the 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 confusion, what's going on there. So it's like I had these two solos, and instead of breaking it into breaking the two solos up into one solo, I'm like, you know, kind of goes thematically here. Right. And I love I love using the stereo mix for storytelling. You should use it. It's there. Having things pan certain ways. So yeah, panning's everything. You're getting two different guitar solos so if you take your headphones off and you listen through the solo section twice you're gonna hear two different things going on dude i gotta listen to it again because now you got me thinking i'm like did i did i hear anything different because i swear i didn't like that's crazy first (laughs) that's so sick man well dude thanks for coming back on this podcast once again I know we're going to have you on a bunch more, but I wanted to get you on here for a Rise Up exclusive so everybody could see who you are, meet who you are, front man of the Dilemma Band. We're definitely going to get the whole band on here, maybe even do a one-by-one type thing. But thanks again for coming on, man, and can't wait to hear more from you soon. Yes, sir. I can't wait to talk to you, and I'll well, I'll probably talk to you in the morning. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Well, thanks again. And Joe if you Frost, need to find me. Corey Reeman and the Dilemma Band on any of the socials, go to at the dot dilemma dot band dot official on all the handles. You could also check him out on the Bike and Beers tour. Like he said, what was the the site again or the code? It was Dilemma to get yeah, tickets. I think, yeah, get a discount on your on your after party event ticket. 
you get two free beers, you get a glass that comes with it, a koozie. That's pretty um, sick. Everybody yeah, needs a koozie. Everybody needs a freaking, even though I now have so many goddamn <laughs> Viking beer koozies. <laughs> well, you could but also yeah. catch him on the Sweet Summer Tour as well for those dates and more. Go to thedilemmaband.com and we will see you guys soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. So there it is. Episode 51 in the books. 50 episodes down. 50 more to go until the big episode. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all your support. Feel free to let me know what you think of this new live segment recording every month. Feel free to let me know anything else you want to tell me or share or criticize. (laughs) Whatever it is, let me know at musicmondays at amazement.co. And don't forget to check this podcast out at musicmondayspodcast.com. Thank you for tuning in. Until next episode. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.